All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. And SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. We have a great episode today, but before we jump into all of that, I want to sort of give you the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here, so to speak. And we're here to work out our trials, hardships, tribulations in such a way that we can begin to unfold God's plan for our lives. Now, you may be thinking, why me, though? Like, why do I need to listen to Scar? And here's the truth, guys. We all have stuff. We, we all have junk in our lives that can begin to accumulate and even change the trajectory of our lives. And so it's so important that we have this spot, that we have this little space, that we can come together and, sh and, and share our hardships and our challenges and how we can overcome them. Now, all of that being said, I have a great guest on the podcast today, Mr. Rashawn Copeland. Say hello, Rashawn. My man, Dustin, so glad to be on the show, bro. You are that guy. I love that accent, too. I wish the Lord would have blessed me with it. Come on now. Hey, man, it's all good. Now, Rashawn, so you have uh, uh, have quite the amazing story. You have a new book coming out called Start Where You Are. Can you give people, give, give our yeah. listeners just a little bit of a background? Tell us a little bit about about who you are and what you do, man. For sure, bro. Well, again, thank you for having me on your show, bro. I absolutely love your show. I've already listened to maybe two episodes, All but right. I know there'll be plenty more after this one. Uh, so Thanks. you keep going, bro. Really encouraged by you and challenged by you, bro. You're an amazing man of God and God's done some phenomenal things through your life and your story. So thank you first and foremost, Dustin. Uh, yes. Outside that, brother, I mean, I'm an online pastor currently, but before you know, what I'm sort of doing and what I have is becoming a better, you know, man of God, a better son to him. Uh, and out of that, I can be a better father, a better husband, a better friend, uh, and, 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 and other things that, you know, sort of he's been teaching me in this time, bro, as I endeavor into more of, which we'll talk about into the story a little bit, but the online pastor aspect of it and, you know, sort of being a podcaster and a person who just wants to encourage, equip, educate uh, people of God, but also people who are far from God to move them closer to God. I'm pretty much in this season where like, Lord, whatever you need me to do, uh, whether it's online or offline in private or in public, I just want to worship you with my life and serve you and work from a place of rest. So that's, that's where I am, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to really reflect more than I'm trying to be productive. Cause I was always that guy pursuing money, fame, fortune, power, prestige. It's always waving that little, flicker of light in our face trying to get us to you know go after the next thing and i'm trying to really uh step back a little bit and uh yeah learn learn from him man learn from so, jesus a bit I'm so i want to talk becoming. about you 
you talked about a little bit um, earlier before we got on the podcast and, and you were just talking about you've chased those lights and you've chased all of all of that stuff. And yeah. we even referenced King Solomon a little bit. For those people who don't know, Rashawn, you were a hype man for Soldier Boy. Uh, you, you, you've worked with and, yeah. and, and known people who have worked with Tech Nine and all of that. Your cousin was uh, an, an actor. Uh, has been in yeah. several movies, and so uh, tell me, tell me how how pursuing that lifestyle, uh, and and then in steps Jesus. Okay, how translate that a little bit to to Solomon, and 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 how um, how that kind of played out. Love it. That's a great question, bro. So. I'll take it back, you know, to that low, dark point when, you know, sort of the glory of God revealed, the glory of God came upon me and it dazzled me, you know, when I first had an experience with him. But first, I got to share with you about where I was at, bro. So uh, at this time, I was a hype man for a soldier boy. I felt as if on the outside, I was successful. I mean, I had a G-Wagon, I had a a nice home in the valley. You know, life seemed so good. I had the girl of my dreams and a side chick on the side. Like, and and, and it was just a lot going on, you know, but uh, there was one point, you know, I'm sitting in my house in this room holding a gun in my mouth and I'm shaking, desperately shaking. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, what is the meaning of my life? You know, despite having money, despite having romantic relationships and the flashy lifestyles that others envied, I was miserable, you know, and here's what I've come to figure out for sure. You know, when it's all about me, 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 uh, that brings misery. But when we began to allow ourselves to, to, to really put things in proper perspective that, it's not about us at all. And a matter of fact, if we can be a hundred percent transparent, you know, a lot of us, like us, we apart from God in Romans one, as it says, we're cold, we're dark. Uh, our hearts are black. Like literally we're wretched apart from Christ and we're all sinful. Uh, although there's a beautiful side, we're made in the image of God, but it, it's just, I didn't realize how bankrupt and void I was. Um, in and of myself, all by myself, apart from the one who created me. I was looking to the resources without looking to the source. And when those resources would die, when the girl would leave, when the house uh, wasn't, you know, sort of, whenever it was full, but yet it was so empty. I mean, those recent, when they died, I died with them, man. Wow, and, and I wow. needed a savior to save her. Uh, and and it was Jesus that that showed up on the scene at my darkest night, man. Instead of ending my life, I met God through a crazy social media uh, encounter where uh, I could share that story. I may be talking too much already, yeah, though, bro. No, but. no, no, you're good. You're good. So you okay. said something. You said I was looking to the resources without looking to the source. Now, if you don't, if you don't mind, I want to take you back to that night where you've got a gun barrel in your mouth. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I want you to actually, I want to dive deep for our listeners and taste that metal again and taste, taste what that, what that felt like and go back into your mind. What was it that drove you to such depravity? What was the realization as you sat there with that gun barrel in your mouth that, Hey, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to end this. What, 
what was that depravity? Can you, can you describe that at all? Yeah. I, I love that you, you mentioned that. Um, I think it was a big pileup of uh, just everything felt so vain. Everything mm. that was in me, the depression, the pain, the mistakes, the guilt, the brokenness, the regrets, like all those wounds from my past. You know, when I was sexually abused as a child, I would get attacked. I mean, demonic attacks would come upon me uh, when, you know, I would think about things where I was shot down at 17, left for dead. You know, all these traumatic moments, I was beat, my house was broken into, my brother was pistol whipped, you know, I was hit with a bat. Like these things would come up in my mind and I didn't have no way to fight off those thoughts of, you know, the anger, the resentment, you know, even the jealousy in my heart. There was just things I couldn't control in my life was out of control. You know, yeah. everything was out of control. And was I'm contemplating suicide, two things are going through my mind, bro. Like... I, as I'm shaking and this barrel's going in my mouth and I'm pulling it back out and I'm shaking more and I'm uncontrollably controllably trying to just gain myself, but I had no control at this moment. Uh, and that's when I had to call out to the Lord. But here's two things that I thought about. Uh, number one is if I pull this trigger, if I pull this trigger, I'm going immediately to, and if I die from this gunshot, I'm going to immediately stand before my creator. Wow. The, the loving, omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-seeing God who's infinite in wisdom and knowledge and understanding, but also, yes, he's a loving God, but he's a judge as well. I'm going to stand before this right, right, righteous, just, holy judge, and he's going to try me for every crime. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I was still on the side of death. I had not you know, come to the knowledge of Christ or repentance, and I haven't put my faith in them. So at this point, I'm thinking all those preachers back in the day that preached like, you know, there's a hell and there's a heaven. I, I was trying to really think, where am I going to be headed? I knew where I was headed. So it was this painful thought of the, you know, sort of depravity, like no hope. But here's what why I love God so much is that my phone lit up. And it was a young girl and he came right in at the perfect moment. Uh, and it was a young lady and basically this message, it was the only Christian girl I was following. It said this, it said, Oh, how wide, how deep, how vast the love of God is and nothing in all creation can separate us from this love that's found in Christ Jesus. Mm. And I read it and I read it and I was weeping and weeping. I read it like 20 times, bro. And that verse began to read me. My heart softened. Wow. I cried out to the Lord uh, for the first time ever. It was genuine. I didn't have no instruction book or, or a rule book on how do we talk to God or anything. It was just naturally the overflow of him his love pouring out on me that caused me to, the this for his, my cries to spill out of me, you know. So yeah, and then it changed everything, and yeah, and he met me right in my mess and my brokenness. You know, he he met you, he met you in your mess, in your brokenness, on in your brokenness, yeah. in that darkest of night, in that darkest of moment. In my weakness, he is strong, man. Yes. And he showed yes. up and showed out. And so Amen. I just I love the God that we serve. And I'm just Come telling on. you, 
This is a powerful, powerful testimony that you have, my friend, and people need to hear about this. And I'm so excited uh, about this book, Start Where You Are. Now, yeah. now, after encountering God in such a powerful way, did you know right then and there, did you know like, like, oh my gosh, people need to know about this? Like, like there's something, did, or, or did it, was it a transition? Did it take some time to get out of that pit? Or did you immediately put the gun down? Or, I mean, I mean, tell me, t- take me, take me out of the darkness. Okay. Love that, bro. So good. I love that. Great transition. So yeah. as, as that happened, as that sort of joy, see you, I love, I love the fact that although I encountered God in a magnanimous way, it was still messy that night because you don't go from sort of, you know, on the brink of suicide to sunshine and, you know, rainbows just in a given moment. I sort of wrestled with God like Jacob that night. I had questions. I had moments where I was crying out, rejoicing in the Lord. There was times I was lamenting and there was times I was just angry. Like I had questions, you know, but here's the beautiful thing. As I began that whole night, I found myself talking to God and I didn't have this intimate conversation with him almost ever in my life, but it was a reverent intimacy because I feared him at that moment. Whenever he revealed himself to me, it was like a, a sense that um, that this God is real. Like I, I can really be in love with this God I, that I fear. And here's what happened, bro. I fell asleep. Here's where I'm going to take you like, and take you guys. So I fell asleep uh, in tears underneath the covers, grown man. And as I'm sleeping, I have this crazy supernatural experience. I had an OBE. I don't know if you know the OBE or those who are out there listening know Tell what us. OBE is, but it's an out-of-body experience. Yes. And I knew God had to like grab this. This was sealed it all. This is what like I know we are spiritual beings, but we're housed in a body. We are spiritual uh, before, you know, this, this flesh isn't even us. It's going back to the dirt. So I had an OBE. My soul left my body. I'm in this dark void. You know, at this point, I'm still not at a saving knowledge of Christ. God revealed himself to me, but I never had repented, acknowledged my sins and placed my faith in Christ and believed that he died and he rose from the dead. I didn't know the gospel message, but I did know I had an encounter with the God of the universe that night. Uh, But here's why I was in that dark pit is uh, because I was in a dark place. Right. But there was here. Let me just be transparent. There were demonic entities around me which just sounds really weird, but it's my story. I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to hide from it. But I don't know if I passed away that night or if it was just simply an OBE, which scientists say can really happen. But as much as it thrilled me, it startled me, and it it brought so much fear into my heart of just what happens again after eternity. But let me tell you, when I woke up, I ran across the room. I turned on the light. I ran back to the bed. I threw the covers on my head. And again, I couldn't help but to weep and cry out more and more. And and here's the beautiful part. I'm I'm so thankful for like people of the Bible like David, where he says, I cry out to the Lord and he heard my cry. He set a foot upon my rock, gave me a firm place to stand, a hymn of praise to our God. There was a song in my mouth. He put a new song in my mouth that night. And and as it transitioned into the morning, you know, in light of a, you know, beautiful, sunny 
uh, California morning, he opened my eyes to the true light by prompting me to look underneath my bed, bro. I had like this utterance to look underneath my bed. And I want to take you here, bro. And this is sort of where it went from dark to light. There's a suitcase I never had seen before. Uh, my agent had moved me into this home that was predominantly where artists would travel in and out of when they would come to LA that were underneath our agency. And this suitcase, again, I've never seen before. It had to be a different artist's uh, suitcase. So I pull it out, I open it up, it opens up. There's dirty clothes, some of them kind of stinky. <laughs> yeah. But on top, there was a book. Guess what book that was? Was it the Bible, man? The Bible. The Come B-I-B-A. on, man. Come, Come on. on. Now, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God. Yes, the B-I-B-L-E. I open it up, bro. It went it took me straight to the red letters of Jesus. This was the verse that it read. He that wants to keep his life must lose it. But he that loses his life for my name's sake shall gain it. And what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but yet lose his soul? Oh man. Gosh, you're sending chills up my spine, man. Wow. Wow. Bro. Praise God. Praise God. And he got me at that point. You know, and I'm sitting here looking for for anybody that is is questioning uh, anything for anybody who is like, you, you know, wow, I don't know if this could happen for me. I'm telling you, this happened to you, Rashawn, and this this can happen to mm-hmm. anyone. And so uh, Matthew 19 Verse 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, wow. all things are Woo! possible. And, and man, I'm just telling you, you are giving me uh, uh, that motivation, that drive to yell Jesus from the rooftops. Now, in yes. taking that and reading that scripture, what did you do with that, man? Bro, so I couldn't put that book down. I couldn't put it down. And he compelled me, you know, what does that mean? To to lose your life, you'll gain it. And immediately there was this this uh provoked, like he provoked in a way the spirit, like I don't know, the spirit was working in me, bro, around me, something was happening. I end up having this this urgency to get out of that house, get out. So I grabbed my bag and let me share with you. I took that Bible. I stole that Bible. Matter of fact, the Bible is the number one stolen book in the world. I stole <laughs> that Bible that night uh, or that day. And I end up getting on the city bus with the book bag, left everything there. And I had this Bible and I kept reading it. I kept reading it as it read me and it read me. My uh, revealed the darkness of my own heart and, you know, the futility of my thinking and, and everything. Uh, and it revealed to me the wisdom of God. And as it, as I'm driving, well, I'm in the back of the van or the, the bus, uh, all around the city of LA, like all day. And I finally get on a transfer for the bus to take me to a Greyhound station. I'm re- I'm still reading. I'm reading Proverbs. Many are the plans of a man's heart but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails, like stuff like that. I have many, many plans in my life, but at the end of the day, it was reminding me that God's reporting me back to his purpose, rewriting my story, bro. Yeah. And I ended up getting on uh, a Greyhound and I was at downtown. And this is where you said, um, this is pretty much where that transition was, bro, where hey, I, I, I end up. 
getting on the city bus or the the Greyhound bus, and I was next to homeless people. And what was just filled in me, which was the word of God, the spirit of God at this time, began to spill out of me. And I got to share with homeless men uh, and women who were on that Greyhound bus and even a mom with, like, I just couldn't hold on to it anymore. I was asking people, do they know about Jesus? And like, I mean, it was like a silly childlike faith because at that point I wasn't thinking about the opinions of men. I just had questions for people and yeah, I began to have conversations, bro. So. It was Man, good. that 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 is awesome, and 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 you know when we're filled with with the Holy Spirit, and we get that, uh, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a bar graph. It's it, you know our Christian walk is full of highs and lows, and when you first yeah. experience and encounter Christ for the very first time, it's like a skyrocket, man. It's like that yes. you're going to the top of that roller coaster, ready to get released. And so uh, I love that you turned your own environment into a mission field. We got this so messed up all the time that we've got to yeah. go around the world. And that is great. I've done mission trips uh, all over the planet and I love it. And uh-huh. so it's a beautiful thing, but I also want to be a representation of Christ right where I am. And so that's so great uh, that, that you did Come this on. book um, start where you are. Now I got a question. So oftentimes people, people say, but you don't know my story. Like Rashawn, mm. like, like, like you don't understand the generational sin that I may be wrapped up in, or you don't understand my situation is a little bit differently, uh, a little bit different. Maybe I've had a silver spoon in my mouth, da, 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 and it's so hard for me to just walk away from, from that. Maybe, maybe I, uh, am the child of, of, of a drug addict or a drug addict myself, and I'm at my wits end. Uh, and, and you can, you can relate to that. And so what would you tell that listener that may be listening right now that is in, uh, depravity and, and they just don't have hope or they're not sure about this whole thing and they don't know their way out. How can they start where they are? I love it, bro. So, um, there's several things that really stick out to me because I was once you, I, w- I was once that person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was sort of lost in all that stuff. And there's days if I'm not waking up with my mind sort of set on the things above and not things on earth, I can end up in that place really fast. But the, the grace journey, uh, you know, really is remembering one that his mercies are brand new every single morning and you can clean out the closet today. You can deal with some of those hurts and things by giving them to God, casting your cares upon him and your worry upon him. I know it's way easier said than done, but there's a grace that's sufficient for you. When you're weak, God's strong. We can't do anything apart from him because we're weak and we're obviously we're, we're wicked in our own hearts. We're broken. So my hope is that people would discover who they are in Christ by knowing that he doesn't make uh, bad people good, but dead people alive. He wants us to deny ourselves. And that's where freedom comes. That's where life comes. And that's what even Jesus said in John 8 32, he says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So once we uh, know that all things that we've struggled with, the circumstances, the the pains in relationships, the the brokenness uh, in in what's happening in this world, the tragedy, um, 
once we know that regardless, irrespective to who, how good we think we are or how bad we think we are, uh, all things is Christ and we become his child and that changes everything. We're justified because of what he's done. And that brings freedom to us because he was on the cross and that we deserved and he lived a life uh, we couldn't live and he died to death. We deserved to die. So by stripes, we're healed. We're healed. You're healed today. When you uh, turn and you, from your sin, forsake and confess him, push your faith in him, uh, he'll begin to reveal to you the path of life. And and, and that's himself. So uh, I just, I just want to, yeah, bro. Like, I think it's just such a beautiful message. You know, we just got to entrust ourselves to him and not try to save ourselves, not compare ourselves to other people, not indulge ourselves, but right. entrust ourselves to the one uh, who is, you know, righteous and good, who imputes his righteousness in us so you, we can know the Father. You know, and, and you just spoke so much truth in a short amount of time that it was like, let me, let me back up to that, to that person who's sitting there. Um, maybe you're looking for your Rashawn moment where God shows up and, and God intervenes in your mess. And you're like, that was an amazing story, Rashawn, but that hasn't happened to me. Let me just tell you right now, this is your sign. Mm. This, this is your word. What Rashawn just spoke into your ears. If you're listening through the radio, if you're listening through headphones on your phone, I don't care. Stop. Here is your sign. Here is your finding the gospel moment. And so mm. I want you to really sit on those words that, yes. that Jesus came and, yeah. and he walked this earth for 33 years. No mm. one took his life yet. He laid down his on, life brother. for your sin and for mine. And he died a death that we should have died. And three days later, he Woo! rose with our freedom in his hands and listen to me guys if you don't know now now you know and so we can take that and we can run with that but it's not going to come overnight it's not going to come easy this is not a freebie all right but but we can start where we are right here where you are now Rashawn what if if you're going to describe this book as an elevator pitch, if you've got, you know, if you've got just a couple minutes to get through to me uh, what this book is and, and, and why I need it, what would be your pitch to me? I pretty much would just say no one needs to try to, you don't have to try to clean yourself up or perfect yourself before you approach God because his love can ignite that by vibrant faith. His love through his son, Jesus, the bloodshed on the cross, like his love uh, meets us where we are, not where we pretend to be. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if we want him to meet us in our mess, uh, but not only just to keep us there, but to love us through it and lead us out of it, we have to want just acknowledge our brokenness, just like you said, bro, and seek him, cry out to him. He says, those who seek me, they'll seek me with all of their hearts. So start with anxiety today. Start with depression. Start with lust. Start with jealousy. Start with anger. Start with whatever you're going through, brokenness, uh, whatever it is. 
and he'll take you where you need to be. And that's what I'll pretty much share, you know, as far as look at all throughout the Bible, all throughout the scriptures, God met people right where they were, uh, irrespective of, you know, how, you know, prideful, arrogant, or humble and submitted they were. He met them right where they were and where they needed it the most so, in their heart. So, Rashawn, I've spent a lot of time as as a youth pastor. I've worked with a lot of youth. I've I've spoke to hundreds of youth, uh, mm. multiple states. Uh, just um, I love them, love them to death. Love I want that. you to speak here. We have an epidemic. We have a little bit of a a touch of a button society where everybody wants everything at the touch of a button. And and what I'm seeing right now is a strive, a desire for fame. I'm seeing a desire for <clears throat> for following the crowd. I'm seeing a desire and a love for hip hop uh, and, and, and all of this stuff. Now with, with the hip hop, I'm not talking about the hip hop that you and I grew up on and, and yeah. know about. I'm talking about uh, there, there is a desire towards the, the hardcore gangster rap culture of hip hop and all of that. And what do you say to the, to the people who are trying to the young bucks who are trying to model their life after this and really live that life that's being talked about uh, in, in music today? What, what do you say to those guys that, that are really just desiring um, the, the shiny lights? I will first and foremost say, bro, everything that glitter ain't gold. Mm, it may yeah. look good on the outside, but that's how the enemy works. He wants to deceive you. He, promise you, he promises you his best. Every single time, you know, if you look throughout the scripture, when Jesus was getting ready to go sort of out, he said, I'll give you all of this land if you just bow down and worship me. A lot of people are bound down worshiping the God of this world, you know, whether they contrary to their beliefs or whether it's unknown or un they're unaware of it. And I would just plead with you, plead with you. Put your treasures towards heaven, not here on earth. I'm telling you because, one, your treasures here, they could be gone in a moment. What did Jesus say? Your life can be snatched from you tomorrow. Yes. There's no prophet that is in this world that is worth your eternal life. And, and I would just plead that you will open your hands and open your heart to the will and align yourself to the ways of God. Because the pleasures, the power, the people, the places, the profit, and the personal gain will all be in vain apart from Christ. Man, I love that. That's so powerful, man. I felt that in my spirit. Uh, listeners, if you are listening and you find yourself in a situation where that's taking place, I... I'm reaching out and I'm and I'm hugging you right now. And I'm just saying there's so much more to life. Jesus came so that we could live abundantly. And that abundant life doesn't mean the shiny lights. It doesn't mean yeah. the glittery gold. All that means is giving us exactly what we need where we are and being able to move forward in confidence. And, and people are striving for yeah. their their calling. People don't know what their purpose is in life. And, and that's, and that's hurting our society. And God yeah. spoke to me one day, the most clearest definition of calling I've ever heard. And calling is simply where God has placed you for impact. And you are thankful through obedience, whether mm. you're the janitor or the CEO, buddy, it doesn't matter. And so yeah. we can do 
confident right where so we go and we can be impactful and powerful right where we are man yes bro i love how you said thankfulness and obedience yes, thankfulness yes. is so important yes. uh because ah oh man I, if i would have only known the the blessing that comes from obedience not just the minute uh the monetary you know anything like yeah. material blessings but the spiritual blessings walking in love walking in peace and the fulfillment we got get from that it's just a beautiful thing bro so, i'm so glad you mentioned that so tell me this how did people view you man how did people look at you what did family think what did your agents think what did your yeah. your peers the people who you felt really connected to in that moment what did they 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 feel about you um having this encounter and starting to starting to make that change initially bro let me be frank and honest initially they would even tell me in their fa in my face what are you talking about you you're flogging are you uh that's a red flag for you like it, you're not going to uh be a you're not a christian dude basically you're not following jesus you don't know like that's what that's stuff my family is really blunt uh and they knew me but it was beautiful how how like me staying well it was god's faithfulness his grace working its way out in and through my life uh that helped me to sort of you know not only declare christ but demonstrate him mm. in those places that i knew they needed to see how i would respond rather than react when times got trouble when things were turbulent and you know and there was times where i had to step in and be jesus and calm some storms in my family uh and and different things that were going on and i was like a peacemaker you know blessed are the peacemakers for they are the children of god i became a child of god in moments where my mom was struggling with gambling and it almost caused a divide in my family because she took my brother's card and used up his card one night when he went out there and stayed with them and i had to come in and basically I, I paid my brother twice as more, much more than she spent and also went to her and I basically loved her and met her in her mess. Like God met me there and tried to be an example, but truth and love spoke over her, you know, Hey, I shared the gospel with her. I spoke over her the truth about, you know, the enemy, there's a devil and he used you tonight, mom. And mm. like, it was a real heart to heart moment. Those were tough words for me to speak over the woman who raised me, but those, those were words that couldn't be kept. I couldn't keep silent. I had to speak the truth in love. And, uh, but those were the big defining moments that was sort of like, wow, that peeled back the onion. This dude is really different. This dude is, uh, uh, salt and light, not only necessarily through the scriptures or through the word world in the world, but right here in my home life with my family. And that's where it shined the brightest. Uh, then it went out a little bit more into the world as I'm speaking about it now, but yeah. So, so yeah, bro, that's what it looked like for me. And it would take my brother about five years to be like, bro, I really didn't realize the transformation in your life until you know, you're several years in, I just didn't trust you or believe you at the beginning that you were following Christ. But yeah, now I can't help but to believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and, and so. you know, speaking truth and love, um, you, you know, that doesn't just, 
there's so much power in speaking truth and love uh, over people, um, yeah. over your situation, uh, to even to yourself. Um, in in Luke five uh, verse thirty one, it says, "Jesus replied to them, it is not those who are healthy who need a doctor, mm. wow. but those who are sick.'" Yes. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, yes. that is what I think a lot of people have trouble with uh, in the beginning when when you are when you are in that life transformation, when you are seeing truth and love being mm. poured out in your life and grace being poured out over you. I think the fear from people is or the misunderstanding is they don't understand that verse right there that um, yeah. when, when they're starting to tell you, you're not a Christian, I know you, I know what you've done, all of that. They don't understand that Jesus came for the broken, that Jesus Come came on. for that. And that we do not have to show up cleaned up. We just show up and let him clean Ooh, up. as we and, are. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just, I just love that. And I want to, I want to tell people um, that, that hear this message that it's not your job to clean up. You don't have to mm, be, and you so don't have good. to worry about the other's response because God is all you need. Yes, bro. That is so good because bro, I don't know if this was your problem, which I would love to hear your insight or your, uh, you know, sort of perspective on this. But when I first came to Christ, dude, it was, I, I didn't get any sense of judgment ever. Like when I walked in a church in my, when I was converted, right. Yeah. But there was a inward battle that I would have. Uh, I was like a rock stacking legalist. I, it was like more, I need to get right. I need to save myself. Like I need to measure my merits and what I do. And, and I would get really stressed out. Like I, it was like, I got to pay God back for something he already paid for. That's right. And, it was so, it was hurting me internally at first until I began to understand grace. I began to understand his grace and his power to save and not my own, yeah. uh, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, brother. Look, it changed everything, but. Grace is abound. Grace abounds. And, and, and yeah. it's like, it's, it's one of those where uh, I, I'm with you a hundred percent and I was my own worst critic, man. Like, like everybody mm. else, there might've been some jokes. You're not going to stick to it. That's not who you are. Da, 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 da. But, but yeah. nobody was downright hateful or mean. It wasn't like nobody really just turned on me, so to speak. It was just, uh, I was my, my own worst critic. But again, I was looking to the resources without looking to the source, like you Amen. said earlier. And that's, and that's so powerful and a powerful statement. Like, Kind of like um, our our smartphone, you know, our, our smartphones are so are so powerful, and we don't even know yet what mm. all they're fully capable of. But that True. smartphone cannot do what it was created to do if it's not plugged up daily to a power source. So and true. for me, well, for you, for those listeners, you were created with a plan and a purpose for your life, and you are powerful. But you cannot fulfill your calling, your purpose. You cannot wow. uh, fulfill what you are fully capable of without being plugged to the right power source. Uh, daily on, this got to come through scripture. This has got to come through prayer. This has got to come through grace, realizing that it's not by my, my might, but here's the thing, man. 99% uh, of our problems stare back at us in the mirror. Okay. Yeah. 
but a hundred percent of the solution stares back at us in the mirror. Let me, let me, let me break this down. Not through your might or my might, but through Imago Day, mm-hmm. recognizing that I'm created in the image of God. All right. And it's not wow. me who fights, well, but Christ who fights in me, man. Come on, brother. And Woo. so, and so just understanding that right there is just so much freedom and power under grace alone. Brother, that is a word. You really just preached that. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, man. We're going to have to rewind this thing back. Hey, like, rewind the track. Rewind yeah. the track. <laughs> Amen. That's good stuff, man. Well, hey, listen, uh, I want to say that this was a truly awesome podcast. I, I love your story. I love uh, who you're becoming and what you're doing. Um, do you have any final words for our listeners? And then we'll kind of get into how they can find out about more about Rashawn. Uh, and and what you've got going on? Yeah. Any any final words about just just starting yeah. where you are, man? Love it, bro. Love it. So what I would I would just caveat back to this. So you know, uh, no resume is ever too bad for God. So I know there's someone on here still holding on to stuff, you know. And I just want to remind you to take a moment and consider uh, the great picture of God's patience, like. It's picked, it's painted all throughout the scriptures. You know, God hires unlikely people to do his work. And we think about Noah was a drunk, Abraham was a liar, Isaac was a daydreaming dreamer, and Jacob was a deceiver, so on and so on down the list. Uh, and wherever you are, whatever you're going through, whatever you have done or haven't done, it's God whose strength shows up in 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 our weakness. So bring your weakness to him. Uh and Come to the cross, the foot of the cross, and right there he'll unveil the mysteries of your life. Uh, as you repent and turn to him and put your faith in him, in him uh, he'll change everything from the inside out. And I just want to encourage someone out there with that, bro. Dude, you just wait a minute, wait a minute. At the at the foot of the cross, he will unveil your life. Yes. yes. Oh my goodness! Like I need to. I don't <laughs> even know what I gotta like ponder and chew on that. Like a all day. That is wow. man. That 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 one statement was a truth bomb. Listen, man. I am like I'm almost sensing a part two to this, bro. Come and, on, bro. Hey, uh, let's go. Yeah, that was awesome. And I'm going to be yeah. connecting with you down the road. Now, if I want Definitely. to connect with Rashawn, if I, if I want to know more about what you're doing, uh, I want to know more about start where you are and all of these things, what should I do? You can go over uh, just Rashawn Copeland, any social media platform. I would love to connect. Uh, uh, scriptures and stories is my podcast. You can check it out. I know Dustin's going to be on there soon. I'm pumped yes. to have you on it, bro. I'm, I'm looking forward to Absolutely. that. And then, uh, to caveat to that, lastly, start where you are book.com or anywhere books is sold is available. And yeah, I would love to connect. I'm just yeah. pumped about this, Dustin. Absolutely. Dude, I honor you so much and love your heart, your passion. And I can't wait. We brothers, we family That's now. That's right, man. We family now. And so <laughs> uh, startwhereyouare.com, right? 
Yes, sir. And so, guys, listen, if you do not um, – a lot of times we don't have those tailgate talks with our grandpas where they let the tailgate down and, and we can't trust the wise wisdom and, and we just don't have wise people speaking into our life. Uh, that's why we have these books, man. That's why we have these stories and we get to capture these on on podcasts and, and all of this. And so I need you to go get this book, Start Where You Are, uh, and, and go to startwhereyouare.com because uh, uh, this is something you can go back to and go back to and and kind of have those wise words uh, on your shelf whenever you need them. And so, uh, Rashawn, if you would just hold on just for a second. Uh, again, okay. it was an honor and a privilege to have you on our podcast. And, uh, and for our listeners, we will see you in the next couple of days.